Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range. This is Sports Day. Two for victory for Australia. Glad Maxwell to see his first ball. Siraj bowls to him. Maxwell clobbers the ball out to square leg. A dive on the boundary to save it. They'll come back for a second. And Australia has won the World Cup. A sixth championship victory. And surely none greater than this. In the most partisan, intimidating environment that this tournament has ever seen. Yeah, welcome to Sports Day. There it is, the Aussies winning the ODI World Cup final. Well, they belted India uh, in front of 100,000 fans. Uh, Sats, what a game. Well done to the Aussies. I've got to say, um, not only beat them, but beat them comprehensively as well, which mm. really surprised everyone because India going into this World Cup final uh, unbeaten and basically just wiping everything before them. Uh, and you, know, you were saying for a couple of weeks, I think there's one country or nation they don't want to come up against in the final, which was Australia. And I've got to say the, the bowling of the Australians, the bowling tactics of Andrew McDonald, Daniel Vittoria and Pat Cummins was outstanding. Uh, Pat Cummins himself was amazing with the ball. Uh, Travis Head involved in both formats, of the uh, all three formats, which was unbelievable with the bat. Unbelievable with the ball in those two overs that he bowled. He really nailed down the Indians, but the catch that he oh, took how good as was well. It? Just just uh, so many great reasons to be proud to be an Aussie when you're playing a World Cup. And I've got to say, when you're playing those big those big stadiums like that, like anywhere from 100 to 130,000 people, when you're the opposition, you're the visiting mm. side, the biggest challenge you've got is silencing the stadium. And there are times there you could have heard a pin drop. I watched the highlights of the Australian innings this morning. I, I stayed up to the end of the Indian innings and I got up and I watched on that on KO. And just when Travis Head and even Mitch Marsh were hitting those sixes, it was dead silence. I know. I know. But what I loved about the Indian crowd, because they love their cricket, so many Indian supporters standing and clapping the innings of Travis Head when yeah. he got his 100. Now, oh, and I thought that was outstanding. When Rohit Sharma and Coley look like they're going to put on 700 in the innings, yes. they were just seeing them like basketballs. Yep. But as soon as Sharma was caught by head, that amazing catch on 47, and it was it was like the stadium was empty. Yeah, I They know. were just shell-shocked, and that's what you've got to do, and that's exactly yep. what the Aussies were able to do. So well done. No doubt that catch will feature in our Kia Top 7 uh, tonight, former Wallaby and a co-worker of ours sometimes, uh, very casual. Matt Rogers will join us as we talk about the sacking of Hamish McLennan. About time. What has taken so long? It's like he tried. I know. It's like he tried. I was surprised that he – I thought it would have been a lot longer. I thought it would have been probably January. I just – well, they obviously want to go through the process of getting a new coach and and, and whatnot. And I think the states or the provinces of rugby in Australia have just had enough. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Sunday night meeting, gone. 
Thank goodness. Now we can start rebuilding Rugby Australia. Yeah, so, a lot of the a lot of the provinces were concerned about funding or lack of coming from the top down. Privatising. Privatisation, which which I think I'm a big supporter of in in some codes, but not in rugby. Not in rugby. I, I don't I don't I think some would die on the vine if it went privatisation. But um, let, let's let's. Well, if you're going to get if you're going to get um, funding from fund, uh, what are they called? Uh, hedge funders. Hedge funders. That's the probably the sport you're going to get it in more than anywhere else, right? So anyway, we'll have a chat to Rat about that. Kia Top Seven as it's coming up. Chris Nelson. Uh, we'll have a look back at the weekend's racing uh, and the good oil for you for Cobra Estate Premium Strain Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Michael Jennings. Uh, just quickly, Sats, has been cleared to make a return to rugby league as the Roosters hand Jennings a train and trial deal. Are you okay with this? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, he lost an appeal uh, from his former wife when she took out a civil case. Not a, There was not a, not a criminal case, but a civil case based around allegations of rape. And um, his former wife was awarded nearly about half a million dollars in that civil case. Um, now again, it's not a criminal case; it's a civil case. But um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not comfortable with it. But then again, we have welcomed, we welcomed a lot of people back into the game for Except a second for the chance. Bubbler. The bubbler couldn't get back in, could he? Yeah, but you know, again, Toddy Carney was, he was a repeat didn't, offender, but didn't hurt anyone. No, he didn't. And and to be quite honest, I thought he was really hardly done by mm. uh, Toddy Carney. Um, this is probably a little bit more serious. It's fair to say. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm. Geez, doesn't the NRL have a way of forgiving? And you know what? I I I tend to like it. I tend to like it in some cases. Uh, I like it that you know people make a mistake and you can come back from that and and still have a way to to earn some sort of income with the skills that you've got because there's not a lot of skills that rugby league players at sort of 17, 18 when they get thrust into first grade. Yeah. They they can then. Um, go and get a, uh, you know, a professional job. You know, they're going to educate themselves, whatever it may be. There's nothing wrong with that, but I kind of like it. But in this case, I'm not quite sure. You, did you say you said Michael Jennings never had any charges pressed against him? Is that right? Well, no, it was a civil case. Yeah, yeah okay, it was a civil so, case against right. him. So, you know, you know it's um, yeah, it's all right. It's an interesting one that, uh, and again, it's a train and trial. It's it's not saying that he's going to go. He's not going to play. Yep. He's just got to, he's got to prove himself first and foremost. And he's going to find it difficult. On and off the field, I'd, I'd assume, from yeah, the Roosters. He's going to find it difficult on the field training because he's been out of the game a while. Yep. And, yeah, it'll oh. be pretty underdone. Cobra mistake. Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Break time. Uh, sports update on the way soon. But Matt Rogers joins us next. Yes, welcome to the second big hour of Sports Day, a Monday night edition. This man will be back next Monday night from his three weeks annual leave and then he'll have two nights of hard labour and then he's on seven weeks annual leave. Scott Sattler thinks it's well-deserved. So do I. Good negotiator. He doesn't whinge about it at all, Matt Rogers. Welcome to Sports Day. You remember us? Yeah, I do. I do. It's great to hear your voices. I am looking forward. It's been a tough year. I am looking forward to my seven weeks, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> what, a, what a joke. My big news, obviously, late last night, board meeting. Finally, finally, some common sense at Rugby Australia. <laughs> McLennan gone. 
Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I heard he hasn't gone quietly either, um, which is a little disappointing. Um, I, I'm excited about the new appointment, uh, Dan Herbert. I, I did play with Dan uh, only briefly, but um, he's a, I mean, the whole the Herbert family, they're, they're rugby union through and through. Uh, his brother Anthony runs GPS Rugby in Brisbane, so he, he's at the coal face at the grassroots level. Um, you know, Dan sat on the board, I think, since 2020. Uh, so he, he, he'd know what needs to be done or he, he would see what, you know, things unfolding. So I think it's a good appointment. Um, you know, I think it's just about now getting down to work. I, I just spent last week, uh, last Thursday, I was down in Sydney for the Rugby Union Players Association annual lunch. And I'll tell you what, I've been, to, uh, I've been to funerals that were more exciting. It was a big dead room. A lot of, lot of somber faces, but, you know, the... I think everybody realises now it's time to you know, put the best foot forward and, and I think the right people are now in the position to get that done. Rad, I think, you know, out of any of these situations, you've got to try and find a positive out, out of it. And is the positive that it's happened now four years to the next World Cup, which Australia is hosting, that it's happened now so they can use that time to get the right people in, in all those right positions? I think so, Sad. We talked about it. I mean... You get to the quarterfinals of the World Cup that we've just had, and people go, "Oh, yeah, look, we probably weren't good enough to win it, but you know, we did all right, and, and nothing changes." And um, yeah, I, I think look, we've hit the we've hit rock bottom in terms of rugby in this nation. In this nation, uh, and yeah, look, people know it and they realise it, and you know, it's about trying to win the trust of the fans back. It's about um, you know putting. You know, a team on the field that's competitive, that's going to give you 80 minutes of, of guts and effort and determination that we expect from our national side, regardless of what sport they're playing. Um, but we expect so much from our Wallabies. You know, over the years, you know, we've seen them do amazing things and we just haven't seen it for so long. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's time to start moving in the right direction. And I think, um, you know, the decision to, to move remove Hamish as the chair, uh, I think is the right one. Now, Joseph Suali, we, we heard um, that the, his signature created a lot of disharmony amongst the game. And, of course, it's not only Hamish McLennan. The entire board has to sign off on that. So he can't be singled out, but he is the chairman, so he takes all the blame. Would you blame Joseph Suali if he reneged on the deal? Or do you think this decision surrounding Hamish McLennan and Eddie Jones and co probably gives him a, a sign of there's better things to come? Well, you know, you're going to be excited with the player of that calibre coming to coming to the game. Um, the, the reality is, I mean, I'm, I'm sure his excitement has waned a little, um, you know, after what he's seen. Um, but he's still got another year in league. So, you know, who knows, you know, what rugby's going to look like in another 12 months. Or, you know, it could, it, you know, it could start to, they could start to right the ship and some positive things start to happen. And, you know, he gets that excitement back. He, he may still have it. You know, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be excited if you're Joseph Swally. He's about 1.6 million of them uh, a year. Mm, yeah. uh, um, you know, good money for a young fellow to make. And, and rugby league's always going to be there for him. That's the beauty of the country we live in. We've got, you know, we've got three major sporting codes in the country that professional athletes can play and young men can play in. And, and he's, he's got the ability to play in two of them. So one's not doing that well. He can jump over and play the other. Hey, Rat, what, what sort of influence will the um, interim CR chairman of the board have uh, at Rugby Australia? Is it, do they have a lot more say or is that the role of the CEO to run the ship? 
important thing, you know, I, I sat with Phil at the lunch um, and, you know, we had a good conversation and, and there are no illusions that there is a lot of work to be done and, you know, this, this isn't going to be something that they're going to be able to pull together overnight to get the right, get all the ducks in a row. Um, I, did, I did notice that, you know, New South Wales have signed on to become, you know, aligned with, you know, Australian Rugby Union in, in moving forward. Um, you know, they've still got to meet with the other unions and try to, I guess, get everything, in, you know, all their ducks in a row. So that everything's sort of pushing towards that one thing, which is wearing that Wallaby jersey. Um, you know, it's a, it's a real tough situation, though, for, for all the unions to sort of get in line. There's a, it's not as easy just saying, yep, we're all on board, let's go. Um, there's a lot of stuff that, I mean, you know, the Reds, for instance, they own Ballymore. Um, you know, they, they have a lot of um, uh, corporate goodwill from sponsors up here. I mean, they can't just... I don't think they're in a position where they just want to go, OK, we'll just hand it all over to, you know, Rugby Australia and, you know, we'll just, you know, grab, you know given Rugby Australia's track record over the last 10 or 15 years, you know, who'd want to do that? So there's a lot of stuff that needs to be ironed out uh, before the whole the game can be aligned. Um, but I know, um, you know, sitting with you know, the power brokers at the luncheon last week, I know that the goal is to become aligned and make sure that our Wallabies become... You know, the flagship of Rugby Australia that we've seen them be over the over the years gone by. Now, whilst you were jock sniffing next to Phil Wall at this lunch the other day, uh, <laughs> did you did you happen to ask him? Uh, are they moving ahead in any direction with a new head coach? Uh, is has there been any any movement there? Mate, they, we didn't talk a lot about it. Um, but... I was sitting on, on our table with Todd Kepu and, and I just thought, you know what, Todd Kepu would be a great interim coach right now. I was just speaking to him about it. I said, would you do it? And he said, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do it. But you think about the, the position Australian rugby's in. It, we're, we're, in a, we're in a phase now we've got to, to dig our way out of it. Todd Kepu, you know, he's coached at the international level for many years. He's taken Tonga to a couple of World Cups. Um, he's experienced. He has the respect of all the players. He knows how to coach. He's a great guy. And he did... I just don't think we're going to get a really strong young... And not to say that Toto couldn't be there for many, many years, but you think of, you know, a Steve Larson, you know, a young up-and-coming coach that, you know, is cutting his teeth in, you know, with the Brumbies at the moment. I said, would you want to take the job? You know, that, that's the reality. Yeah, like, who would yeah. want the job? And you might, anyone would want it, but it, it could be... It could be a bit of a death knell to a coaching career if you jump in at the wrong time. So... Um, Potter's got thick skin. Uh, he's a tough fighter. He has the respect of everybody. You know, if he, if he did get uh, given the job, and it, it was it was a name that just sort of popped up on the day, and I thought, wow, I, I would be all over that. I think, I think that'd be great. Interesting you say about Stephen Larkham. Like it, he probably many probably thought about that when he went over to Ireland, and he was really responsible, Rat, wasn't he, uh, Larkham? I should say, in playing a pivotal role in, in Irish rugby becoming centralised. When we talk about that centralisation, listeners, it's about coming under one authority, which is, which would be Rugby Australia. And everything funnels up towards Rugby Australia, players wanting to to um, to play for the, the Wallabies. So he was big in relation to that process. So trying to do that here in Australia, you would think would make sense if, if Larkin was given the job, seeing that he's done it before. Yeah, I just don't think that, like, from a coaching perspective, um, it's a job that, well, I don't know. Look, I, I don't want to speak for Bernie. Uh, Bernie's, Bernie's doing great things at the Brumbies, and, and whether or not uh, it's in, he's in the market for the job, 
But, you know, even, you know, you look at a guy like a Steve Hansen, for instance, that's, I know he's a Kiwi, mm. and whether or not he'd want to do it or not, but having someone like that, you know, who was from a country where, and, and I know we've, you know, you can tell, we just got rid of a Kiwi coach, and we just, but, you know, Steve Hansen, um, you know, the respect he has on the global stage when he sits in front of a board and says, this is what we should do, I think they would listen, you know, and, I think, um, you know, he wants to see rugby Australia or rugby in Australia succeed. It's probably, you know, not as much, but probably near as much as New Zealand because if Australian rugby suffers, New Zealand rugby suffers. And at the end of the day, um, we want, you know, our little... We're so far away from the world that our little pocket is... You know, Australia and New Zealand are in the South Pacific pocket. Um, we're so far away from where rugby is thriving globally well, we, we can we can miss out, and uh, we can't afford to drop the ball on this. We need to grow, we need to get better, so that in the years to come, we are still competing at the World Cups at the top level. Right now, mate, we'll appreciate uh, we we'll appreciate your time on Sports Day. We should get a bit of foam with all the coin you're making. No, you're still the only guy that wears one of those Bluetooth earpieces. No one wears them anymore. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm driving to. I've got to go to another job. Now. How many jobs have you actually got? She's <laughs> incredible, isn't it? Hey, mate, maybe you could ca- uh, coach the Wallabies. That could you could do that in three days. You're not here, mm. so <laughs> maybe have a look at that. Three days. <laughs> right when he comes back next week, he's absolutely filthy. All right, I'm just giving you the heads up. Oh, I can hear it in his voice. Oh, he's <laughs> I look forward to it. Can't wait to see the stats. I'll give you a big hug. Yeah, mate. Listen, all All right, shut up, mate. Don't bring me into it. Uh, Listen, Daniel (laughs) Herbert's got a lot of work in front of him. Uh, We wish him the best of luck. And and Rat, uh, use your charm, mate. See if you can get him on the show next week. All right. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Who's safe? But thanks to Suncorp with the storm season arriving here in Queensland. Some nice rain. I like this segment. Around southeast Queensland it, today. It Hang on to your rain, thoughts. Yeah, it's good. It's Great important rain. to be safe with Suncorp home resilience. Is Michael Maguire safe as Kiwi coach? There are calls for him not to be from former players. Um, what are your thoughts, Sats? Is he safe? Is he Suncorp safe? Yes, he is. A lot of the calls are coming from ex-players and led by one of our really good colleagues and Tony Kemp, former international. And a great guy and very passionate about his New Zealand rugby league. And, I, and that's what I love about him. And I can see his angle. He's saying, if Michael Maguire is going to be the New South Wales coach, he can't be a Kiwi coach because I, I think there's some underlying concerns that there's players that are sitting on the fence about whether they play state of origin or they play for New Zealand. And he's going to convince them to play for New South Wales. Now, Michael Maguire's only got and it hasn't been announced yet officially, but when it does get announced, it's only a one-year contract mm. with New South Wales. He's just won the Pacific Championships. And it's not a whole year. No, it's not. It's a part-time job with New South Wales. Paying about a half a million dollars. Not bad for a but part-time he, job. He will put in a full-time commitment yep. to it. That's just the man he is. But is he safe as Kiwi coach? Yes, because the ones that are calling for his uh, to be outed, and to to be dethroned as the Kiwi coach are not the ones that make the decision. Mm. New Zealand Rugby League know that they've got a winner in this guy, and that's been proven through the Pacific Championships. Not only win, but to embarrass yeah. 
the kings of rugby pants. league in Australia. Yeah, pull their pants down. So, yep. uh, is he safe? Yeah, he's safe. I, I, I think. Um, I think if he wins the Origin series in twenty twenty four, which I hope he doesn't. Um, no, we do because he's a nice bloke. He's a great guy, and, and I'm a New South Wales. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I hope he doesn't. I hope he does. Um, but I think if he wins it, he'll be offered a three year deal, and that's when he'll probably have to give up the Kiwi job. So. So I think the, the cards are probably dealt in Michael Maguire's favour at the moment. Rightio. What do you think? 0457 736 736. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp when we come back from a break. The Kia Top 7 from the weekend in sport. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. It's the Kia Top 7 on Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to it. Yeah, look, it was uh, a big weekend in sport for certain sports. Not a lot going on, Sats, but we've managed to find enough to put together the Kia Top 7 moments from the weekend. Kick it off with number, number 7. Now, the AFLW, the Geelong Cats, well, they just hung on by their... Would you say skin if they're the Geelong Cats? Hang on by their fur. The, uh, by their claws. Claws. Um, <laughs> to go through to the preliminary finals, now the Cats are up by five goals, three-quarter time. But the Melbourne Demons, they raced home and nearly got within a goal. A quick kick needed. Mithen off to hit. Siren goes. Geelong has taken down the reigning Premier in the most dramatic of circumstances at Icon Park. They were five goals clear at three-quarter time. The Demons came with an enormous rush, but the Cats cling on. Well, there's going to be fur flying everywhere next week, Mm. or this weekend, because the Lions will play the Cats. To get into the grand final. Yeah. Yeah. So for the grand final qualifier, Josh Giddy, how about this young Aussie? He is a freak, this kid. Shoots 19 points, including three three-pointers to be labelled the Australian assassin as OKC actually beats Golden State Warriors in in San Francisco. Giddy is three threes tonight. Giddy 6'8 oh. all the way to the rim. The Australian assassin. There it is. He was in four. Mate, it's like they showed him no respect. Well, Left him open the whole time. Yeah, well, he's a he's a skinny, gangly white kid, <laughs> and I don't think they take him seriously. But he's that's had, reserve, that's reverse racism. Yeah, well, this way. this season he's just he's made a lot of people stand. He's up changed and take his notice. game too. He's not mm. having those big games like he used to, but they've changed his. OKC have changed his role, so it's going well. Yeah, he's a good kid. Good kid, number five, uh, Socceroos substitute Jamie McLaren. Well, he booted a hat trick. Australia beat Bangladesh seven nil in the World Cup qualifier. Now Suta, back for Luongo. His shot, palmed out only as far as McLaren. And that's six. Jamie McLaren at the double. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was late last yeah, week. Yeah, late last week. But um, also in the World Cup qualifier for France. They no, beat, no, this was a European. Oh, European, was it? Cup, they beat yeah. Gibraltar 14-0. Yeah, which is and the great And the great Mbappe scored a, scored a hat trick. Yeah, and, and in that 14-0, there was an own goal too. Oh, that should like you should give that to Gibraltar in the end. Like, I've always thought a, I've right. always thought an own goal should be half a goal, <laughs> so you sort of you win like two to one and a half. Mm. Yeah. Number four, Travis Head century, only the third Aussie to score a century in an ODI World Cup final. Who are the other two? 
Adam Gilchrist. Correct. I'll give you a ding. Uh, Have a think about I'm it. I'm going to say Ricky Ponting. Oh, correct as well. You're too good. Travis Head for a moment of history. Cool deep bowls too. He plays from the stumps. He goes for the single. It's risky. Here's the throw. He would have been out. Instead, it's 100. Oh, it's full of drama. Travis Heads with a World Cup final century. Yeah, he gave up on that run too. He knew he was gone. Yeah. Yeah. You need luck. Yeah. You need luck. Well done to And you need Travis risk Head. as well. And that's what he does. He plays a, a high-risk game, which takes – it takes the, the fight right into the face of the opposition. You've got to be willing to, to not blink, and the Indians blinked. Two games in a row now, man of the match. Yeah. I, don't, I think that's the first time in World Cup history. Virat Kohli was named player of the series. Of the series well, he's, he, he scored 8,000 runs. Exactly. So he deserves it. Now, Maxi, well, he wins again, this time at an action-packed Vegas F1. This is not Glenn Maxwell. This is Max Verstappen. Leclerc's going to take second place, but here in Vegas, what Verstappen's in Vegas stays in Vegas. Max Verstappen wins the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Charles Leclerc just holds off Sergio Perez. I watched it. You bagged it. Oh, mate, I, I it's a, a horrific sport. Mate, it's not the greatest. No. I, I, I am with you on that. Yeah. Uh, but I tell you what, it's the f- I just got I got caught up in the hype. The time that was on as well was, what, 4 o'clock in the Arvo, Queensland time. Mate, I loved it. I loved it when they did the the aerial view of the of the track, and you could see all the lights and. What about um, the sphere? Yeah, it, was, it looked amazing. But when they just go down into the track, yeah, it just looks like another another track with cages around I, it. I don't like night racing. I think that's probably it, Sats. Yeah, I, there's just so much going yeah. on, and if you're not a person that doesn't follow it, sort of yep. week in week out, I yeah, I, I can switch off pretty easy. Oscar Piastri finished ten, got in the points. I can't believe how unlucky. Daniel Ricciardo is uh, finishing 14th. <laughs> what about Travis Head? Well, at all you got to do is finish. Catch. What about Travis Head's catch? Oh, to get rid of Rod Sharma, yeah. the skipper was on 40 odd off 30 something balls. It was the moment that changed the match. Axel Bowles. Comes Sharma again. goes again. This is in the air. This could be caught going back. Oh, yeah, my God. Wonderful catch. Travis Head oh. going back with the flight, diving at full stretch. Yeah, amazing. The, the fielding from Warner and Co. was just – that was the difference, I think. What's uh, number one, Sats? Well, it's Australia <laughs> winning their sixth ODI World Cup. Two for victory for Australia. Glenn Maxwell to see his first ball. Siraj bowls to him. Maxwell clobbers a ball out to square leg. A dive on the boundary to save it. They'll come back for a second. Australia has won the World Cup. A sixth championship victory and surely none greater than this in the most partisan. What a win for the Aussies. That is the key at top seven. Have we missed anything? 0457 736 736. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Break time. This is Sports Day. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Yeah, what's gambling really costing you? Chris Nelson joining us. Of course, Scott Sattler uh, was the celebrity in the ring uh, on the weekend at uh, the Gold Coast Turf Club. Sats just cleaning up the bookmakers, weren't you, Satsy? <laughs> yeah, not. I tell you what, it's the last time I ever try and... Well... 
Hopefully the and Chris Nelson will be able to tell us about the, the Gold Coast grass track when that's about to reopen because it's the last time I will ever put money on it on a horse racing on a poly track. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, do it your own risk. Mm. Yeah, anyway. look, that's it's a tough ask. Uh, some of them go to the front and some of them sweep around the outside. There's just so many unknowns on the poly, and then you get other ones who who don't like getting sand kicked in their faces, basically, or, or whatever the surface may be, whether it's a, like a plasticky surface. But, yeah, it's uh, it's difficult. But uh, you've only got a couple of weeks to go because the grass track will be back in action, and they ran some trials there this morning. And watching on TV, gee, it looked good. looked almost as good as my backyard, guys. They mm, uh, didn't yeah, nice. mark it, and it looked like a bowling green. So yeah. looking forward to uh, the 9th of December. Uh, if it's like your backyard, spacious uh, as well, oh. I believe. <laughs> uh, was it hard to back a winner over the weekend? Oh, it was. was for some, not for others. But, uh, yeah, I found it a tough day at the, uh, the Sunshine Coast. Uh, our good friend Prince of Boom ran last, Jace. He, uh, did it really? He put in a shocker. He's beaten uh, 14.9 lengths, but he Jeez. did pull up with he pulled up with cardiac arrhythmia, as did most of the punters that backed him, also pulled up <laughs> with some sort of cardiac issue. So... There were excuses there, and look, from experience, I can tell you the horses that generally have that issue bounce back at their next start and run well. So so don't jump off him. He was beaten, uh, well beaten in the uh, Swiss Ace Plate, which was won by Tony Gollum's Natuno, beating another one of your horses, shooting for gold, who ran second. There you go. Nice. Uh, I, I, haven't, I didn't even have a look at the race. I'm surprised the how many of the, of the top jockeys are still, still running around now after the spring carnival. I thought they might have had a bit of a break. But uh, Nelson, what's happening this week? Uh, this week, we have racing kicking off for us tomorrow at Rockhampton. Uh, we had a meeting today at uh, Warwick that was postponed or abandoned due to the weather. So Rockhampton tomorrow. Uh, Doombin on Wednesday, Ipswich on Thursday, Doubleheader on Friday, Cairns during the day, the Sunshine Coast during the evening. Uh, Saturday, we race at Doombin. We had the listed recognition stakes and the listed Tats Classic, both good races. We race on the Poly Track, just for you, Sats, oh. at uh, the Gold Coast. Kilcoy, it's the Christmas Cup. And we go to Toowoomba in the twilight zone, then back to the Sunshine Coast on uh, on Sunday. One country cup meeting for you this week. Uh, Sats Pentland, or is it Pentland? Pentland. Where the heck is that? Pentland. I don't want to offend anyone in that area, but I've never heard of that. Neither have I. Pentland. While he's looking that up, so this yes. weekend that'll be the last Saturday meets on the poly track at the Gold Coast? No, one more. One the more, ninth, right. Okay. Yeah, the 9th of uh, December is the day back. Seven races on the 9th. But, gee, as I said earlier, Jace, uh, the way that track looked this morning and the horses galloping over, it looked pretty good I'm to me. I'm actually going so again on I'll Saturday. They've got straight. the All-Stars Day, which oh. is a huge function. Look actually. at him, Mr. Socialite. Oh, loves Mr. a Racing. photo on the paper. He loves it. There we go. Uh, Pentland is out around Charters Towers, in between Hewenden oh. and Charters Towers. Population sats? Uh, well, it doesn't, like doesn't look like a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's that's our professional opinion. Rightio, Nelson. Nelson, check out racingqueensland.com.au. For, 306. Wow, you're yeah. right. For where Queensland is racing today. But that's what makes these country cups exactly. amazing, right? It does. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We'll talk to you later in the week, mate. Look forward to it, guys. See ya. The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Monday night edition, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews. We're just about to get out of here, Sats. A quick community update. 
Thanks to Fire Cope. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Uh, there's a fire burning in Palm Cove near Cairns, but one of my favourite places. Palm Cove, yeah, just, uh, just near Palm uh, Port Douglas, isn't it? In between Cairns and yeah, Port Douglas. Yeah, I went yeah. to a music festival there in 1997 on an end of season trip. Oh, really? Yeah. Mate, I love holidaying up there with the Misso. Yeah. Williams Esplanade, William Esplanade along the front there. Still surprises me while I sit there and have a coffee. coffee that I see tourists swimming outside the netted area, like as if crocodiles won't touch them. <laughs> I, all those little, is it Eriganji? Eriganjis, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, there's a fire burning in Palm Cove near Cairns with the QFES advising to avoid heavy smoke and to stay up to date on all bushfires uh, in Queensland, particularly through what we're predicting is a long, dry summer. Uh, visit qfes.queensland.gov.au. This community update, thanks to the new fire coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions. Available at Bunnings Warehouse, I guess, got to let you go because you've, you've got to get home. I know you've got an important thing on tonight. Yeah, your mum my dad, last episode. So they they, they get interviewed by the, the kids tonight to see whether they're going to be the best. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saving our listeners <laughs> the horrific story that you're telling. Have a good night. Uh, No, finish. No, go. No. (laughs) We'll be back tomorrow night. See you, Satsy. Goodbye!